years ago, I grew up in church, and if somebody had asked me, are you free? I'd go, yeah, of course I'm free. And I'm sitting right in church in bondage. Terrible temper that couldn't control, thought that I couldn't control, but I go to church every Sunday. I said, if you knew me, you wouldn't know. I, I'm broken. There's nothing in my life right. My, my marriage is wrong, my spirit is wrong, my ministry is wrong, my life is wrong. I said, if you knew the inner Mark Rowland, you wouldn't love me, you would hate me. And, and he said, he just said, God wants to fill you with that love. But don't you want to receive the Holy Spirit? Love, joy, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. He had it all. You can have it all, but it has to be done by the Holy Spirit through you. You cannot of yourself live the Christian life. You'll be a total flop and failure. It has to be the Holy Spirit living it through you. We believe that the gifts of the Spirit are for today, and they've not passed away. We believe in signs and wonders, and that those signs and wonders are following those who believe. And God wants us to live a Spirit-empowered, a Spirit-led life so that we can go and change the world for His glory. The Holy Spirit lives inside every believer, and the Father in heaven is jealous for fellowship with the Spirit that is in you. What demonic power can block the fellowship between the Spirit of God in you and the Father in heaven. It doesn't exist. Most closed heavens for the believers are between the ears. It's how we think. If you're going to be my witnesses, if you're going to carry out the mission of which I've commanded you to do, you need to have the power of the Spirit in your life. And the question is, how do I be led by the Spirit of God? Say yes to the Spirit of God. Amen? Now, I want you just for, for a minute, I want you to, if you would, close your eyes. I'm going to read Luke's account in Acts of, of that. If you mind, I'm not trying to play a trick on you or anything. It's not a trick question but I, or, or something weird. But close your eyes. I want to read this account because they were in a room uh, and the Spirit of God came. And here's what it says in Acts 2. So when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Lord, let it be, even right now, sitting right here in this place, the whole house where they were sitting, then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all, say that with me, all, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, and when the sound occurred, the multitude came together, and they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language, and they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all those, all these who speak Galileans? How is it that, they, that we hear each in our own language in which we were born, Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia, Phygra and Pamphylia, uh, Egypt, and the parts of Libya joining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and, and Arabs, and we hear them speaking in our own, our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and all perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for your spirit, the very spirit of God. And I'm asking, Lord, even right now in this room, that you would breathe on us, that you would, your spirit would blow across this room, Lord, and, 
and that even those who may not even know. It's like, what, what, whatever could this mean? Some of them will be asking this question, those that are watching online, people are asking this question, whatever could this mean? I pray that you would answer that today, not only by, through your word, Lord, uh, your spirit, Lord, encountering each one. So we just, again, say yes to you. <laughs> we say yes, even though, Lord, we just say come. Come, Holy Spirit, even, even right now, you're here with us, and we thank you that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us and quickens our mortal body, and we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I remember growing up, and uh, the, some of the saying is true. I'm uh, not uh, at all trying to be racist at all, but um, this is true that some black people can't swim. Uh, so it's not a necessarily a bad thing, but we just didn't know how to swim. I didn't know how to swim growing up. We, I wasn't necessarily scared of water, but I, we, I just couldn't. Um, but I had always go to, I would go to uh, some of the swim parties. My friends, I had a bunch of Caucasian friends, and they would invite me to swim parties. And I would always find myself down with the three feet of water, uh, with the little floaties on my arms and the little, and the little waist deal around, just, just uh, hanging out in the three feet of water, just because I was safe there. I, I, they would, and uh, my friends would be like, Chris, come down here and hang out with us. Come hang out with us. I'd be like, no, I'm going to stay right down here in the safe end and in the, the, the three feet end, because I know, I know it's good here. We, I'm having fun. Woo. I'm just, you know, with my little floaties on, you know, I'm saying I'm, I'm floating in Jesus. I'm floating. It's all good. And I, but I'm telling you, there was always something on the inside of me that wondered what it was like to go to the deep end. Uh, you guys know what I'm going with this. Some of you even here this morning, there is a part of you that wants to know what it's like to be uh, in the deep end. What is it like? What is, what is it about going to the, 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 the deep end? Whatever You see other people experiencing the presence of God, experiencing things, and you go, Lord, I... Mm, I wonder what it's like to go there. But I, I did. I wondered what it was like to just dive up in there. You know, I see, I see them, Kawabunga, you know, jumping off. It depends on where I was. If I was in Texas, Alamo, you know, anyway. So whatever it was, they would yell something, Geronimo, jumping off of the deep end, having a blast. I mean, they'd, they'd hop off, you know, hold their nose, you know. Chris, can you do a belly flop? I said, like, yeah, I just I'd fall in the three, the three end and never, nothing would happen. I mean, I, 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 I was a big boy, so I could move some water you know what I'm saying but they wanted me to jump off of the diving board and just have a blast you know and I just be like nope I'm gonna stay down here and um and they would they would all they would yell at me the whole time during the during the party Chris come on down here have a good time with us we're having a great time it's great and I'd be like no I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm gonna stay down here because I had an experience before where I almost drowned in, the, in a river called the Little Missouri River and I was with my friend Kyle, and we were walking. It was one of those rivers where you'd be walking, and all of a sudden it'd drop off, you know. And it, I was walking along being cool, and I dropped off at the end of this, this river, and I'm telling you, I thought I was going to die. I was like, that, I'm like, this is it, Lord. I mean, I didn't have time to do the prayer stand, but, oh, Elizabeth, this is a big one. I'm coming to see you. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I didn't have, I was like, this is the end. It's like, I'm going to die. And all of a sudden, a, a hand reached down and grabbed me uh, by the shirt and pulled me to safety. And I said, never again. Never again will I ever, I'm going to stay always here in the deep end. Now, some of you may be here, maybe you had an experience where you're going to church, you're going somewhere, and, all, and, and, and because of a bad, maybe a bad experience, maybe something happened that, that, that deterred you or, or kept you from you, just like, I'm, I'm going to stay over here. Yes, I'm going to lift my hands during worship. Yes, I'm going I'm to I'm, I'm pray when it comes to prayer, read my Bible, but I'm going to stay right here where I can control and know it's safe. And I'm telling you what, the very 
clouds of witnesses and the great host of heaven and all of the things that God has provided for us through his spirit. It's saying, come on over here. Come on, jump, jump off the deep end. Get in. in right. Don't just stay ankle deep. Don't just stay waist deep. Get all up in there. That is ghetto talk, but I'm going to tell you, that's how it is. Get all up in there. And so you, I, I didn't. I just stayed down there at the, at the shallow end, and I thought I looked good with my little floaties and things on. Um, but lo and behold, there was one day, I went, my parents, when we went on vacation, we would go to things like a uh, camp meeting. Kenneth Hagin had a camp meeting in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so we would go as a family. Everybody else would go to Florida and beach, and <laughs> obviously I need ministry. Um, we went to camp meeting, and so we went to Kenneth Hagin's camp meeting, uh, Fred Price, Kenneth Hagin, all those guys, Kenneth Hagin Jr., all those guys, we were there. My parents were hungry for God because they Lives have been changed, and we went to the youth part of it, and they had this water park there that was called Big Sky Water Park, and I'm telling you what, my friends, again, they would go to the deep end of the, of the deal, and I stayed, stayed in the shallow end. One day, I made the mistake of going over to the deep end just to look at it. I just wanted to see what it was about. I just wanted to just walk, and I walked over to the edge, and to this day, I don't know who it was, if I saw him, I don't know if I'd be saying, if I'd be nice to him, but I don't know who it was. But somebody knocked me into and pushed me into that water. And I'm telling you what, all those fears, all those things came, come, came rushing back to me, and I was scared. All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm drowning. I, I, I go up just enough to see the lifeguard going, like, come on, man. Brother over here drowning. Come on, help a brother out. HBO, help a brother out. Uh, and so he's a, he, I go back down, you know, and all of a sudden I go up again. I'm trying to go up again. I don't know what kind of swimming this is, but I did it enough to get up just a little bit, and I go all the way back down. And all of a sudden I remember, yes, I can't swim, and a lot of black people can't swim, but I remember what black people can do. Black people can dance. We are good at dancing. I'm telling you what, and so I begin to do what I know that I can do all along. I begin to dance. I begin to shake my legs and I shook my booty a couple of times and, and uh, I don't know what kind of dance this is, but I was doing the, the comeback. The comeback, you know what I'm saying? The comeback dance. And then I was doing whatever it is I could do to try to get, uh, and all of a sudden, I started moving and I started just trying, I don't know, but all of a sudden, I look up and I'm on the other side just because I begin to move and just not, just take it by, uh, by storm and say, I'm going to get to the other side. So I want to tell you this morning, I've been praying for you, and I'm praying that I don't know who, I don't know what, I don't know what needs to happen, but I pray that the Holy Spirit just nudge you just a little bit this morning to get you off of the bank, to get you out of the ankle deep, and get into the river of God to take you places that you've never been before, to take you on a journey that you've never experienced before, and you cannot do that except for the Spirit of God that leads and guides you and takes let the river take you wherever the river wants to take you this morning. Oh, it winds and it goes and it moves. All right, shake your booty. Do whatever you got to do. Do something, but don't stay in the same place that you've always been. Say yes to him. Yes to him. 
And just like a birthday celebration where you have wishes, right, where you blow out candles, uh, I'm, I have three wishes for you. I have three points for you this morning. My first point is this. My first wish for you is that you would receive, that you would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So like, well, you did. I did. When I got saved, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I, I believe that because you can't be saved without his spirit coming into you. But you, somebody just said, what is it called? Is it called second baptism? Is it called uh, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I don't, I, I, you call it whatever you want to, but I'd rather say it wrong and have him than, than try to get it right and not have him at all. I, I want everything that God has for me. I want to receive everything. I love what Pastor Terry says. I want everything that he has for me, and if there's something I don't know about, I want that too. I want, that's the only, I'd be greedy and just say, Lord, I want all of it. Yesterday, you saw the video. We had donuts here. Do you know? that I, I can't just grab donuts. People are telling me. They'll say something. They'll, they'll say something about donuts. Or, or Vanessa, by the Spirit of God, will know that I will be ungrabbed about two or three of them. Uh, just by the Spirit, she'll know. But the truth is, I want to be greedy when it comes to the things of God. I want to, I, if I need a refill, get every, I want to get all of it because he is a God of abundance and he has everything that we need through his, by his Spirit. His Spirit has revealed that to us. And so therefore, have you received him? Have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Have you been prayed for for you to receive it? And some of you just be like, well, yeah, you know, I, I, I remember, uh, and I'm saying this by myself, I remember my dad laying hands on me when I was 12 years old to receive with that nasty, ugly red carpet in our house. And I remember looking at it as he laid hands on me, and I could tell you that I was different after he, after he prayed for me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I love what Pastor Terry talks about. What is that experience? What is it different? Well, it's kind of like this. Well, we, I, I'm about to tell on myself. I'm about to get, about to tell the old part of me, and that is, is that when I would go to my grandmother's house and we, we would watch TV. She had that old black and white little TV. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody know what I'm talking about? You don't have to reveal your age, but wink at me if you know what I'm talking about. You had a little black and white TV. And some of you that maybe, maybe you were like me, didn't have enough money. My, my grandmother had a black and white TV for picture and another black and white TV for sound. That's what, how we had it going on. I was going to school telling me, we got two TVs, but we was broke. We couldn't afford it. So one was sound and one was, and then I'm going to take you back a little bit. Come on now. I'm going to take you back a little bit. Then if you didn't get good reception, you would get a hanger and you would take that hanger and you would stretch it out by the power of God and stretch that out and stick that hanger right in that little socket and you turn it a little bit and if you were way in the ghetto and if you were way, way back in the ghetto and you didn't have enough money you would add aluminum foil to the to the to the hanger can I get a witness if you know what I'm talking about can I get a witness I would go to my grandmother's house and she would turn on that tele the two televisions, you know, and then she would put the aluminum foil on and she would get the Sanka coffee. Anybody know what Sanka? I'm, I, just, I just took y'all way back, back that freeze-dried nastiness. And she would get that and she'd turn that TV on and these are the days of our lives. And she would turn her stories on. Anybody know what she would? She'd be like, y'all be quiet, I'm watching my stories. We had an experience now. Zenith had nothing on us. Uh, 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 they had nothing on us. We, we'd watch that. But I love it because Pastor Terry said that it was just like this. It happened where you went from that when the Spirit of God came to all of a sudden surround sound and, and color TV and, and HD and the definition. And all of a sudden when you're reading the word, you're not just reading black words on, on, on I mean, black word, yeah, black words on white paper. But all of a sudden the words come alive off the page because you realize that the word of God is living and sharper and powerful than any two-edged sword. When you're worshiping God, you're not just singing songs, but the very 
very essence and presence of God is singing with you because you realize that you're not just singing about somebody, but you're singing to someone who deserves all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, and then all of a sudden worship comes alive. And when you're praying, you're not just praying, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. But when you pray, there is relationship with a living God, and you realize that the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much. And you're not just saying words, but I would pray, and all of a sudden hours would go by because the Spirit of God made those things come alive to me. That's what I'm talking about. You can experience that. You would ask me when I was younger, how do you know that you're saved? How do you know that you're going to heaven? Well, I grew, I grew up in a Baptist church. The Baptist church, they always had a tactic. They were, all, they were good. I'm telling you, the Baptists were, they, and they still are. They're amazing. They're amazing. And they would say a phrase when asked, how do you know you're going to heaven? And they would say, oh, brother, brother, brother McCray, because I'm in Arkansas. Brother McCray, I got to know I'm going to see you again one day. I got to know that I'm going I'm to see your face again. Would you accept him into your heart as your Lord and Savior? Because I love you so much. I love you so much that I just got to see you again. And I'd be like, well, I don't know if you're going to see me again. So there I go down the aisle one more time. One more again. That's what we would say in the black. In the black. One more again. We're going down. Is there just one? Would there be just one today? And we had a, we had a, yeah, you, you, I know what I'm talking about. Is there just one? I'm like, somebody, please go down because there's got to be, I'm hungry. It's, it's lunchtime. It's three o'clock. The black church, we would have black, we have church forever. It's four o'clock. Somebody go down. Somebody please go down. You're like, I've been saved. You got saved last week. It's your turn. You go. Somebody please, can you just make it down the aisle? You know, we had a, we had a man named Reverend Syrup, and he would, he would stand there, and he'd be like, you need to give your life to Christ while the blood is still running warm in your veins. We're like, what in the world is going on up in here? He would. I mean, they had all kind of stuff. They had, like, I, I remember leaning over the cow going, what if the blood stopped running warm in your blank? You going to die. Well, I need to go down. Just as I am without one please. And all of a sudden, we go down again. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You're laughing, but you know what I'm talking about. How many times, don't, don't answer, but how many times did you go down to the altar? Brother, start running down just when the pastor get up in the pulpit. What you going down for? He didn't even say nothing. Well, I know I did something wrong. I got to go down again to get saved again. You went down last week. It's your turn. Anyway, we just, it's one of those things. But it's true. God changes us in the work of the, have you received the baptism? Have you received the spirit of God? Do you have a relationship with his spirit? And that's what you asked me back then. How, 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 did, you, how did you know that you were saved? I'd be like, because I prayed a prayer. But if you'd ask me now, I would say this. Romans says that my spirit bears witness with his spirit that bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. And if I'm a child of God, I'm a son, then I'm a joint heir with Christ. And my spirit knows very well that I'm a son because as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. How do you know that you because his spirit is on the inside of me. I got a son. My son just walked in here just now. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where you've been. Anyway, the truth is, that's my boy right there. That's Luke. Lukey Luke. How do you know? You ask him. He goes, that's my dad. 
That's my dad. Nobody can eat like we can. We got, we joined something together. We, we, that's my boy. He knows it. He already, you already know. You can look at us. We look to, we look the same. But it's how do you know that he's a son? Because his spirit, my spirit, his spirit bears witness with his spirit that he's a son and he's my son. How does he know that? Because he goes in the refrigerator, flings it wide open, <laughs> and all the glory of the coldness comes in on him. It's my house, my daddy. My daddy owns the refrigerator in this house, and he owns all the hot dogs on a thousand hills already in this refrigerator right here, and they're mine, and he knows that. And so how do you know? Well, have you received the Spirit of God? There were some of these guys in Acts 19 that they didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. Paul came in. He said, which baptism have you been baptized with in Acts 19, uh, Acts 19 uh, verse 3? And he said to them, in what baptism were you baptized? So they said, John's baptism. Because they said they haven't even, what, what baptism were you baptized? Like we hadn't even heard of the Holy Spirit. We didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. Verse 4 says, then Paul said, John baptized. Indeed, baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Paul had laid hands on them, and the Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. They were about 12 and all. The very Spirit came in and changed. And I'm not just talking about, because we, we focus a lot on the experience but the truth is you need an experience. But the question also is, is the spirit of God working in you to transform your life? Are you being transformed by his spirit? The work of the Holy Spirit should come in and change who you are, who, who, you, who you, you're on the inside out, how you think, how you live. The, that's what the gospel does. It comes in and changes how you live, every aspect of your life. When you hear it, the spirit of God comes, it changes you how you're, about your marriage, about your job, how you raise your kids, how, how, how you're a husband, how you wife, how, whatever it is. He's like, can you, yes, you can wife. That's actually, you can, you can do that. The truth is the spirit of God comes in and changes that and it should transform you. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How's your renewing of your mind? By the word of God, the word of God, there's life, spirit upon it should come in and change you and transform you. Have you received the very spirit and essence of God that changes and transforms you? That's my first wish for you, that you would say yes and receive him. My second one is, that, is this, that you would live a spirit-empowered life. That you would be spirit-empowered. That the power of the very spirit of God would, would cause you to live that, that you are powered. The Bible says in Acts 1.8 that you shall receive power. Say that with me, power. power. Power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you're talking about the uh, spirit. Are you being overcome? As, as, are, you, are, you more than, are you more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus? Are you being overcome by life's problems? And some of you that may be in here, or you watch it online, every time you turn around, there's a problem. Every time you look around, there's a problem. There's stuff that's going on in your life. And you're like, why is it that believers and Christians look like they're defeated all the time? What is going on? Why do they look like that? And you know what I'm talking about. Some of us, some of we, every time we turn around, there's something going on. You can't figure it out. Every time I turn around, there's an issue. Problem in my marriage. Problem going on at work. Problem going on with our kids. Problem going on everywhere you turn 
going around. Is there something that can help change my situation and, my, and the things that are going on in my life? Is there a power? Is there a power that to be able to do that? I'm telling you what, there's got to be something on the inside of you that rises up in the middle of pain, in the middle of problems, in the middle of issues, something that rises up and says that I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Something that rises up and says, if God be for me, he's more than the world against me. That my God is on my side. And I'm telling you, like David said, I could run through a troop and leap over a wall. God is going to do great and mighty things on the end. Something should rise up on the inside of you where you know that my God is able to do whatever it is that he needs to do to bring out the power that is on the inside of you to see him do a great and mighty work in your life where you be able to stand up and say I'm telling you what not today devil I know in whom I have believed that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day I, he is the author and finisher of my faith he is the one that keeps and guards and, and over my life he's the one that causes me my, I have the mind of Christ I'm not going crazy the world is going crazy but I'm not going crazy I have the mind of Christ I think his thoughts. I'm a child of God. I'm blessed in this city, blessed in the country, blessed going in, blessed going out. I'm telling you what, when I lay down, I'm blessed. I'm seated in heavenly places, far above all these issues and problems. Something ought to rise up. Mm. <laughs> spirit of God. Are you living a spirit-empowered life or is problems overpowering you? Spirit-empowered life. I'm telling you what, we are not, the enemy has been defeated. The enemy has been defeated. He stripped him of the keys of death, hell, and the grave. All power, all dominion, all might belongs to Jesus. He's got them keys. And we got them keys. He hand them off, hand them off to us. He goes, fear not, little flock. It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You seek, knock, and ask because that's the God that we serve. So what, is, what about it, church? Do we live a spirit-empowered life? As we are we, we're made for problems. Somebody's like, we're all nothing but problems. We should be like, yes, I know. <laughs> like every time I turn around, there's problems. Yes, I know. Because I have the solution. He lives on the inside of me. And I'm telling you what, and we should be the ones that have the, 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 the solutions to all the problems. Why? Why? Because the Spirit of God lives. We, we're made for those issues. He says, he said, he, this is what God says about us, that, that he's gone before us and that he's the one that, that causes our feet just to be right here. Just to, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, does he meditate day and night? What's going to happen? He's going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season. And then whatever he does shall prosper. His leaves not going to wither. They're not going to wither. Because he's standing on the word of God. Well, how, what's the word of God? I read the word all the time. The spirit of God, it makes the word come alive in my life for me to be able to do what he's called me to do and be who he's called me to be. So, yes, this is my wish for you. Receive the spirit of God, the very, the very baptism of the Holy Spirit that you say yes to. Like, what do you call it? I don't care what you call it. Just say yes to him. Number two, live a spirit-empowered life. Number three, that the Spirit of God will enable you to go out and be the church to the unchurched.